Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Faith Burgos about her ceremony at the Tree of Life in Animal Kingdom with a reception at the Whitehall Room and Patio at the Grand Floridian Convention Center. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Faith. Hi, how's it going? I am great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Yay, thank you for having me. (laughs) I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided you wanted to have a Disney wedding. (laughs) Well, that's a funny kind of story. I did a Disney college program a while back and kind of fell in love with Disney and learned that you could get married at Disney. And when I first brought it up to Ian after we got engaged, he was like, no, no, we're not doing that. It's going to be really expensive and all this stuff. But when we actually sat down and looked at it, it was fairly affordable for you know, what we were looking at spending anyway. And so he finally agreed and we kind of went along with the process of planning the whole affair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that interesting how that's always people's first thought is that it's going to be too expensive. And then when you actually look into it, you're like, oh, this is like a wedding anywhere. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Now, how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? My friends and family (laughs) were not surprised at all (laughs) because it's me and I love Disney. Ian's, I think, family and friends were really excited because some of them had never been to Disney before. And Florida's nice, obviously. And so it kind of gave everyone an opportunity to get away from the coldness of Colorado and get out here to enjoy the sunshine and the parks and everything. That's great. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? Well, we originally were supposed to get married in May of 2020, but COVID had different kind of ideas, I guess. Um, So we originally invited about 80 people, maybe closer to 100 because we were going to get married at Seabreeze Point. But over the course of rescheduling our wedding date a couple of times, we invited the same amount that had been invited to our previous date, which was like our second date, September of 2020. And so we ended up only inviting about 65 people and about 48 made it. Got it. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did. How did you choose which resorts you put in it? That was more based on finances for us because a lot of people were going to be spending a decent amount of money on airfare to get out here anyway. So we 
picked the more value resorts and then we opted to stay at the Grand Floridian, just the two of us for a few nights, just as kind of like a honeymoon type thing. That's great. How did you choose your initial and then your eventual day of the week and time of day? We chose Seabreeze Point initially because it's really beautiful. It's, you know, the water's right there. It's under the shade instead of being out in the open, you know, for two o'clock on a May day in Florida. (laughs) It was going to be rather hot. So, and then we were going to walk down and have our reception at Atlantic Dance Hall. So it was all kind of right there. Ian and I met blues dancing many years ago um, and kind of hit it off as friends. And so we thought it would be really appropriate for us to have the reception at Atlantic Dance Hall. Well, when we were originally looking, we both really loved the idea of getting married at Animal Kingdom because I'm a veterinarian and I only work with exotic animals right now. And my dream is to be a zoo veterinarian. And I love, you know, what Disney does for conservation and all of those things. But we thought it was going to be, again, too expensive to get married in the park. So we chose to do the afternoon time frame at Seabreeze Point. The other thing was that we didn't think our guests were going to want to get up super early for a morning wedding or stay up incredibly late for an after park close wedding. So when we were moved the second time, we decided that we were just going to have the wedding we wanted. We moved it to the morning at Animal Kingdom, the Tree of Life, and we opted to do the morning because we didn't have a lot of grandparents and people that wouldn't want to be up early or out late, that kind of thing. And we still wanted to have our reception the same day. So we landed on Animal Kingdom just because we thought it was so beautiful, the way that the tree was lit up and that a brunch reception would be really fun because we love breakfast food. (laughs) (laughs) And then we still wanted to do Atlantic Dance Hall, but at the time there were a bunch of COVID restrictions when we were planning things. And even up until a few months before the wedding, they were only going to allow so many people in Atlantic Dance Hall per COVID restrictions. So it was going to be too small of a space for 48 to 50 people, which is what we had planned for. And they recommended that we do a ballroom at the Grand Floridian and that it would be pretty easy to get there from Animal Kingdom. And originally, I think we were supposed to be in a much bigger ballroom that had a few rooms put together and all the tables were going to be really spread out and only four people per table and all of that. But within the month or so before the wedding, there were a lot of lifting of COVID restrictions and we were able to all fit in Whitehall, which is a gorgeous little ballroom that they have there. And it was the perfect size for what we had. That's wonderful to hear. Yeah. Now you touched on this a little bit, but something that people say is, oh, well, I would love to get married at Tree of Life in the park, but I don't want to make my guests get up that early or I can't get up that early. (laughs) How did that work for you guys? (laughs) Well, it was a process, that's for sure. 
I think my bridesmaids and I all started getting ready. They came to my room at the Grand Floridian and we all started getting ready at like midnight to get our hair and makeup done and all the things. So we were up for quite a while for the wedding. Um, but the boys, I don't think they even had to be up until like three o'clock because the bus came to get everyone around 4.15, I believe. So it wasn't it wasn't terrible. And what we kept telling ourselves is it's one night. It's our wedding. It's going to be gorgeous. And everyone was just so excited. We had a couple people joke leading up to the wedding. Oh, my gosh, you're getting married at, you know, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. at the Tree of Life. You know, why do you want us to get up that early? But it really wasn't bad. You have so much energy going into it it's your big day everything goes by so fast you know everyone tells you it goes by fast but it really wasn't a a problem to get up that early because you're laughing and hanging out and you know everyone's having a good time (laughs) (laughs) that's great the other question that I see a lot is, you know, how is it going to work with lighting now of course it depends on the time of year and when sunrise is so you were in August Mm -hmm. Did you have to have a lighting package? They did. There's a little bit of a confusing thing with some of our lighting stuff, but they do require a special lighting package for the guests. They lit the area for them to see the walkway because it's so dark. You know, we got into the park before the sun was up for first look and some photos of the couple and things like that. And then the guests all filed in just before the sun came up. And then our ceremony ended up kind of going right up until kind of sunrise. And so they required some extra lighting in the aisle and we had some lighting for the tree. We originally planned for doing the awakenings show on the tree that they do without the sound. They said that the sound wasn't allowed in the morning because they didn't want to bother the animals. But we had originally planned for awakenings, but we ended up going with some different lighting and it was still really gorgeous. Oh, that's great. What did you change about the lighting? Well, that's was kind of done by Disney. (laughs) We thought we were having awakenings. And the first thing I said when I walked out and saw the tree was, that's not what I thought we were having. So it was still, yeah, it was really gorgeous. They had it lit. I'm sure you saw in the photos where it's, you know, they've got different color hues and things like that. So I don't actually know how much that lighting cost or anything like that, because our coordinator, our day of coordinator told us that they apparently pulled some strings to get some lights on the tree. But I went into it fully expecting the Awakenings show and didn't realize that that should have been a separate line item on my BEO or something like that. But it was just a miscommunication between changing wedding planners so many times. So I'm not sure how they decided what the lighting on the tree would be. (laughs) Got it. Okay. So now being in the park limited you a little bit, but did you use any outside vendors for your event? I used an outside photographer and I made my own flowers for my wedding party. But other than that, we used Disney for decor and music and all of that. And then my father was our officiant. Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah. Did you add any kind of entertainment to the reception? 
Yes, we had a DJ and he was amazing. We didn't do any characters or anything like that. We didn't think our guests would be too excited. I was excited <laughs> about that, but we didn't think that our guests would really want to do anything with, you know, taking photos with Mickey or something like that. So, but our DJ was amazing. He had everybody on the dance floor and it was such a good time. He was amazing. <laughs> Who was your DJ? It was DJ Steve, Steve Dunlap. Oh, that's great. Okay. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend? Oh, man. We did the fun Funfetti cake, and it was delicious. I didn't realize that there was going to be so much frosting on the cake. So <laughs> I would recommend picking, when you do your tasting, picking a frosting flavor that isn't overpowering, if that makes any sense, because you're going to get a lot of it. <laughs> but it was very good. Everything was very good. We did the white chocolate frosting for our cake. Got it. Do you have any menu items from the reception meal? Yes. So we did a breakfast buffet. We had all of the standard breakfast things, but the crepes that we had were delicious. And then the bananas foster... French toast was also amazing. And then everyone really, really enjoyed. We did the unlimited, this isn't a menu item, I suppose, but we did the unlimited mimosas and Bloody Marys and everyone really liked that. So, Oh, good. Okay. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Yes. So we, as far as the bridesmaids and my mom, we all met in my room at about midnight to 11 p.m. midnight to start getting ready and we had someone do our hair and makeup for everybody and at four o'clock in the morning they picked myself and all my bridesmaids up to head over to Animal Kingdom so that we could do the first look and from the guy's side of it they were picked up with the rest of the guests over at the all-star resort that we had for our room block and they were picked up about four o'clock as well the boys were picked up at four and then the rest of the guests were picked up about five and we kind of rendezvoused at the park we had our first look and then we all hid inside one of the shops that's right off the corner there by the tree of life while all the guests were sat and then we kind of had our standard, you know, wedding ceremony where the bridesmaids walk in, the groomsmen walk in, all of that kind of thing. So the ceremony finished up. It only took 20, 30 minutes for that. And then Ian and I got to stay. Well, the bridal party got to stay. We took some photos of the bridal party and then they all had to go. And then we kind of lagged behind and got to do some photos in Pandora, which was amazing because Pandora is gorgeous. And then we kind of went on our own, just the two of us in a bus over to, or a van, I guess, over to Whitehall. And we got to sit in our own little room. This was, I guess, something that I've never seen at any of the weddings that I've been a part of, but we got to sit in our own little room while all of our guests enjoyed a violinist out on this patio. And they had some hors d'oeuvres, like yogurt and things like that. And these very wonderful day of coordinator people brought us food and we got to sit. And that was the moment during the day where I was like, 
I can't do this. I'm dead. I'm tired. <laughs> and, and I was like, my, my dress is hot. I can't, you know what I mean? You, you have that, like, <laughs> I can't do this. And we still have like five hours of a reception to do, <laughs> but they came and got us after a little bit. We had some coffee, some water, you know, took my veil off and those kinds of things got comfortable. My best friend came and bustled my dress. And then we all were introduced into the reception hall. And then we just had a blast for, you know, four or five hours dancing and eating cake and doing first dances and parent dances and dollar dances and everything. And then it kind of wrapped up all of a sudden, like everyone just kind of got out of there because the last bus heading over to the all-star left like 10 minutes after our technical reception time was over. So everyone kind of pieced out so that they could get to the bus on time. And then it was over. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? So we were really wanting something memorable for our day that, you know, your wedding day is memorable anyway, but something that everyone would just be like, wow, that was like the best wedding ever, which in my opinion was, I'm not biased or anything, (laughs) but um, we wanted something that we would remember and that we could tell our kids about and our friends about and be like, look at this amazing thing that we got to do. And so when we were originally looking at Seabreeze Point, we, it was, Ian was very much, he's not a, a big Disney guy because he didn't, grow up with it or, you know, do a Disney college program like I did. And so originally he was like, I don't want a ton of Disney things. Like the tree of life would be cool, but you know, there's no buildings in the background for the most part. It's, I mean, off in the distance, but it's really gorgeous. And then as far as our budget went, that was kind of where everything went. When we changed to the tree of life, we just wanted to make that happen as much as possible. So our budget mostly went towards making that ceremony happen and then making sure that we just had a good time dancing at the reception. (laughs) And were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or your effort? My biggest budget saver was probably floral because it wasn't as important. Like I wanted everyone to have a bouquet and a boutonniere, but we went very minimal for our ceremony and reception decorations and they kind of recycled so to say they use the same lanterns and things from our ceremony and use them as table centerpieces at the reception and so our decor was where we kind of budgeted minimally and then I I think I saved quite a bit by making the flowers and everything I made them out of paper for our bouquets and stuff so nice yeah (laughs) What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Oh my gosh, that's a really hard question. But I think after everything was over, (laughs) you know, we had the best time. We did like a charades kind of battle during the reception where we were all dancing and it was boys versus girls. And so just everyone being out on the dance floor, like even my parents and Ian's parents were out there dancing around, you know, but I think my all time favorite was afterwards. Everyone was over at the all-star Ian and I were supposed to just kind of like 
chill and have a day by ourselves. But we kind of looked at each other and we were like, our friends are all here in one place and we don't live near any of them anymore. And so we hopped in the car and we drove over to the all-star and we just kind of hung out in the pool with everyone. And we were all like a bunch of teenagers, like dunking each other. And, you know, our friends, some of them have never met before, but they all just got along so amazingly. And so it was just one of my all-time favorite memories is just hanging out in the pool like we're all 16 year olds again just hanging out (laughs) (laughs) now did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected you mentioned the awakening show yes so that was there's two things one was the awakenings show what happened was when we were supposed to have our september wedding in 2020 they called us a month before or like three weeks before and Disney had decided that they were not going to do September weddings. And so we kind of talked about it and we priced it out. The wedding planner that we were working with for that priced everything out for us and gave us an estimate of what it would be for awakenings. If it was allowed to do it before the park opened, because typically it's after the park closes for the ceremony at animal kingdom, because it was a newer venue they had to come up with some of these rules and things like that. And so we got it all sorted out and I had all the emails and everything. And so I presumed that when everything got switched over for our August, 2021 date, that that info had all been passed along. And I think somewhere in the mix that the awakenings show kind of got dropped and it wasn't something that I had thought to be like oh we really want the awakenings show you know because I just thought it was standard or something with that I don't I don't know what we thought but it was it was something that we really had been looking forward to and when I like I said when I walked out I saw the tree and I said that's not what I asked for but that all being said it was still very beautiful and obviously no one but Ian and I knew that we wanted that show for the tree with the animals on it and everything, but it was still gorgeous. So, and then the other thing that was a bummer, but still turned out okay was that we got down. So we got down to Disney on Wednesday night, we spent the day in the parks Thursday, and then Thursday night, Disney re-upped the mask regulations for indoors for Friday. And so our ceremony is fine because it's outside, but we got that call Friday morning (laughs) saying that we were going to have to wear masks for the reception, that we could take them off for, you know, father-daughter dance, mother-son dance, cake cutting, some of those special things, but you know, no one was prepared for masks. And so we have this hodgepodge of masks on everybody. You know, some people had like candy corn Halloween masks in our photos <laughs> and it's it's fine. But it was just one of those things where we could have maybe planned if we would have known that the mask regulation would have been reinstated that we could have maybe planned to have masks for everyone to wear that way it was more uniform but you know it it really wasn't that big of a deal we were all laughing and having a good time even with our masks on so it it was it'll be something to look back on years from now and be like haha 
remember when we had to wear masks at our wedding reception. So. <laughs> was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? I didn't know what to expect as far as the wedding planning process once you get within that month mark because both times that our dates got moved, it was within four weeks of our wedding happening. And so I was kind of surprised that there wasn't a lot of communication just because everything had been set out. Everything was good to go. We had our timeline. We had our photography timeline. We had, you know, everything kind of set up. And so I'm a big planner. And so I'm like, what else needs to be done? What am I forgetting all these things? And I just wasn't hearing anything. And when I would email and, you know, are you sure, <laughs> you know, so I, it just, but everything went really smoothly. I guess one of the other things that was kind of a surprise was that our wedding planner was not actually there the day of our wedding. We had another wedding planner step in just for the day of our wedding and it went beautifully. It was perfect. She did a great job because the BEO has everything on it, but Yes. So the night before I was really worried because we had this new person that was going to be running everything, but she did everything great. And like I said, the BEO had everything on it. So it was great. (laughs) Okay, great. Do you have any tips or advice for future Disney couples? Tips and advice. So be patient. You know, they've, they were working with a pretty minimal staff. And um, I don't know how COVID is affecting that right now. So it can take them a little bit. But if you call or you, you know, email someone else that you know, can maybe answer your question, which is what I did, if I didn't hear back from my wedding planner, I would maybe send her a follow up email. And if I didn't hear from her again, I would maybe email somebody else that I had been in communication with or call you know, the Disney wedding line and be like, Hey, like, I'm really concerned about this. And everyone was super great about getting back to us, but it's a really fun time. I really, I really recommend, you know, taking the time to plan the Disney wedding that you want, if you want to do it, because it was definitely worth it. That's wonderful. Well, Faith, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in having a Walt Disney World wedding. And I appreciate your taking the time. Yes, of course. Thank you so much. It was really fun talking with you. (laughs) That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>